Let's see, am I supposed to say welcome to Story Hole to begin this? I, I just wrote down, hello everybody, playtime is over, now it's story time. Welcome to Story Hole, a podcast about, <laughs> and then you just put that anywhere. Oh, That's I good. Like that. I got one, I got one. Uh, welcome to Story Hole, I'm going to yell into your orifices. I had one that was similar. Okay. Welcome to Story Hole, uh, let this man, let the let these men put a story, put your ear up to this hole. <laughs> And let <laughs> put your ear out to this hole and let let a man put a story in it. It needs some work, but you know, yeah, the roots are I'm, there. Hey, go, yeah, the roots are the there. Story. <laughs> yeah, slurp up the story. God, we can't use that. We can't use it. Hi, welcome to Story Hole. Slurp it up. Uh, I'm Roger. I'm Kevin. I'm Joey. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. How are you? I was good before that slurp it up line. <laughs> Not into it, huh? Mm. Uh, I'm great. Can I tell you why? Why? Because I'm working on, I'm working on my master's degree right now, and part of it was I'm supposed brag. to... Yeah, brag. We get it. No, I'm just smart. working on it. I don't, have, I don't have it yet. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm working on it, and one of my... Um, my classmates sent me a, a PowerPoint to review, mm-hmm. and in the very first slide is let's just call her the girl of my dreams. Oh dang! Um, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because for the last several years, I've been seeing this weird, like, random ad model in random things. Oh, yeah, uh, it, I remember you telling yeah, me about this. Mm-hmm. She's on the inkjet box at my work, uh-huh. um, and uh, I saw her on a toaster box and on some <laughs> on some weird like so- fake soda maker thing. And now she's part of Pearson something, which I don't know if it's. I think that's like a publisher. Maybe. A publisher. She's yeah. she's on this. She's on that publisher slide, looking as good as ever. So she's she's just like a stock photo model. Yeah, huh? and, yeah, and I love her. You gotta find her. This is the beginning of a beautiful love story. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that or a heartbreak. She reminds me of the girl that broke my heart in college. Is that true? Yeah, but oh. yeah, I don't want to talk about that. We'll save that for another story, hole. So yeah, so yeah, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys be willing to do an episode of Story Hole where we just tell a personal sad story from our own lives? Yeah, absolutely. We should do that. I don't, I don't have any sad stories. Well, you got some time to make one. All right. Okay, we'll do that next week. You have a week to make a sad story. I gotta. All right, you gotta you gotta take some chances this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you guys today about uh, about McDonald's. Good segue. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> which might seem like a ridiculous topic uh, to explore the lore of, but I thought it'd be funny uh, in my head if we just got really into the backstory of, of like who the Hamburglar is, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, I'm so happy! I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> So I spent I spent a while watching pretty much every commercial from 1970 onward, uh, and they're wild. And I read a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and and I even watched some episodes of. There was like a short lived uh, Ronald McDonald animated series that you could get from going to McDonald's. They give you a, a DVD uh, called The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. I watched some of those on YouTube. Ooh. And there's there's a lot. I wasn't really expecting it, but there's there's some depth. There's a lot of shit in here. So can uh, the, the Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald? Does it look like it was animated by the people who made Wild Thornberries? Uh, yes, it's it's by the same studio that did Wild Thorn berries and yeah. um uh what else do they do do they do rugrats it's like that klasky kuspo um, oh yeah yeah klasky did a bunch of, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. They did a bunch of big cartoons in like late 90s, early 2000s. That cartoon, if you if you have the time, you should go watch it. It's not good, but it begins with like a live action segment and it's Ronald and his dog. And his dog is just like a surly, gross, like old man dog that also looks like a clown. And it's it's terrifying. He's also absolutely smashing. Yeah, he is, he is smashing. So just for context, um, everyone's familiar with Ronald McDonald, right? Um, you probably know some of the other characters too. <laughs> yeah, uh, all those figures, all those characters, uh, they were they were invented in the 1970s. Like they hired a company to make a fictional world called McDonald Man that was going to have all these characters that they could use for marketing. Uh, before that, Ronald was just this terrifying, really disturbing food clown. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not one of those people that think that all clowns are really scary, but he was terrifying. Um, it's worth looking up at some point. But post 1970, he's the Ronald McDonald that we're more familiar with. Oh my god! Did you look it up? <laughs> oh no! Disclaimer: We gotta put a we gotta put a warning on. That. <laughs> yeah, listeners at home, don't look it up. It's 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 legitimately disturbing. Yuck! So post 1970, McDonald's has this whole world with a bunch of characters and all of their commercials tie into that land and that mcdonald land um and that's where a lot of the people that we're familiar with like grimace or uh uh, or like the fry guys or whatever they all come from that world so there's a lot going on in those ads uh so to try to kind of organize it i've looked at mcdonald land in three different sections i'm going to present it in like three categories cool first we'll start with crime which (laughs) seems like seems (laughs) Seems <laughs> seems like a dark way to uh, to start it, but honestly, like crime is kind of the driving force of McDonald's Land. Most of the commercials mm-hmm. center around some kind of some kind of theft uh, or some kind of like violent uh, violent mugging. So we're gonna get into the dark underbelly of McDonald's Land, uh, and then after that, we're gonna talk about the government, uh, you know, the the law and the rule and the order of McDonald's Land, and then third, we're gonna talk about the economy, uh, basically how the people live. You know what their industry is in McDonald Land, which uh, admittedly is is just about as as boring as economics is in real life. But I think it's important in the story, so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, when we talk about a economy, does that include um, like uh, prostitution? <laughs> there was no mention of prostitution in any of the commercials, but well, I mean, there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of I don't know, I, that was a bad joke. I, I'm, anyway, I'm looking at this picture. I see a hamburger-headed guy, and I was thinking that'd be a funny, a funny thing to think about. That'd be a, that'd be a funny thing to sleep with. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah, uh, experiment. I'm experimenting. I'm in college. <laughs> yeah, there's no shame in that. Joey just won't shut up about his master's degree. Yeah, yeah, he's so smart now. No, no. That, now I'm getting. I, I'm back getting my bachelor's again this time. I only got my Jed. <laughs> your what? My oh, Jed. Your, your general. Oh, you mean your, your gi? Your GED? My gi. <laughs> yeah. They gave you a karate gi as a, <laughs> to wear to your graduation. <laughs> where you, had to, you had to fight the principal for respect. I went to uh, to college to apply, and they put the application for me. I chopped it in half. Oh, shit. Yeah, they said you're in. You take this diploma yeah. and turn it into a loma. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because you cut the dip off? Is that the idea? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's pretty good. 
Uh, okay, so we're going to start it off by looking at the crime in the drama land. Uh, and also, a side note here, uh, very little of this is conjecture. Um, pretty much all of this comes directly from the ads and the cartoon show. So it's not me just making stuff up. This is like, this is canon. There are some parts that I'm going to like fill in the dots between. You know, there's some gaps I think need to be filled, but I'll, I'll let you know when, the, when it's conjecture. But I think really it sets it up so there's some pretty clear, um, you know, inferences that can be made. Um, when it's not specifically told in the story. So, to start out, we're going to look at uh, everyone's favorite McDonald's character, uh, which is who? Who's your favorite McDonald's character? Well, I like the Hamburglar, but Grimace, Grimace. is everyone's favorite, right? It's Grimace, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah good, it's Grimace. So we're going to start out by looking at Grimace. Um, the first time we see Grimace is in early 1970s, so it's a younger Grimace. And uh, this young Grimace is very different than the Grimace that we're familiar with today. Like, when you picture Grimace, what do you see in, in your mind's eye? A funny little pur- purple, purple chicken nugget with the kind of droopy, sleepy eyes. Yeah, he's kind of a kind of a cone-shaped yeah, purple man, right? Um, the Grimace that we see in the beginning is he has he really has, like, no defined shape. He's not really a gumdrop. He's just kind of a, a blob, just a, just just four, a big... Four-dimensional. <laughs> he's got dimensions I've never seen before. He's like mm-hmm. a big, jiggling, just pile of purple flesh. It's uh, it's terrifying. And he has four arms. He's like a Goro. No. He's a Goro-ass, four-armed, purple blob of flesh. He's, he he's terrifying. Arms? Uh-huh. Yeah. He has four arms for years. And somewhere along the line, he loses two of those arms. Uh, but in the beginning, he has four. And Grimace's species comes from an isolated tropical island that's in the middle of, of the ocean um, surrounding McDonald Land. And that island's called Grimace Island. And the species that live there are all these purple creatures. Um, and their, their culture is super Polynesian influenced, which is pretty funny. They wear grass skirts and do hula dances and have luau's and stuff, <laughs> which is pretty ridiculous because I feel like when you see Grimace, you don't really think tropical paradise. But that's, uh, that's where he comes from. That's where his people are from. Um, and we don't really see exactly how Grimace gets to McDonald Land from Grimace Island. But what we do know is that when he gets there, he turns to a life of crime. Like Grimace, in the beginning, when we first see him, he is a—he's a criminal. Really? Yeah, he's one of the—he's one of the bad guys. Uh, and we don't really know what happens there, but you know, I think we can assume this is conjecture. But I think we can assume that he comes from that island. He probably, you know, the harsh realities of trying to make it in a new city with no support system or you yeah. know, no one to fall back on. He just—you know—he had to fall back to a life of crime. He had to—he had to rely on theft to make ends meet, right? And when we first see him, he's just pulled off a huge heist. He's stolen all the drinks from the McDonald's. All of them. All of them. Yep. He has all the drinks. And we see him just sitting in a cave where he lives, which is pretty sad. And he's using his four arms just to, like, suck down sodas and and, and shakes. And Ronald, we're going to talk about Ronald more later, but um, this is something we'll touch on. But Ronald is out for some some vigilante street justice to try to get those drinks back. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't get the cops involved in this in this caper. So he goes oh, out. That's cool. <laughs> he goes out and he, he confronts Grimace uh, with a child. He brings a child with him for backup. Just like um, Batman. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, Batman. Definitely. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels. Yeah, um, and. What Ronald does, he knows that he can't he can't best Grimace in a hand to hand fight, right? You know, Grimace has four arms and he's huge, um, but Ronald has uh, he's he's clever, right? He can use his head. He brought a kid, so now he does have four arms and four <laughs> legs. <laughs> it's true. He just has the kid sit on his back. Yeah, but uh, but no, what it, what Ronald does is he writes a fake letter and then dresses up like the mailman and delivers the letter to Grimace's sad little cave that he lives in. 
Um, and the fake letter tells Grimace that he's won a place in the McDonaldland beauty contest, which is completely implausible because, you know, Grimace is a disgusting sack of purple shit at this Whoa, point, go. right? Hey, 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 <laughs> but hey, it's hey, true. Hey, it's true. Hey, beautiful he's, heart. <laughs> no, he's a criminal. He's someone who's struggling to survive. You don't know what that's like. That's true. You got to do what you got to do. I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't judge. But you can see just how much it means to Grimace, though. Like, he gets super excited. You can see his face just lights up. Um, it's like for the first time he sees himself as something more than just a, just a vagrant, just a criminal. You know? And I was on McDonald's side at the beginning of this, but I'm starting to kind of switch over, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster. It really plays with your expectations. Um, um, I, I, I have a, a follow-up question, but I'm not sure if it's appropriate to ask now or after you no, finish the yeah, story. Yeah, let's go ahead. Um, okay so ronald mcdonald is he the owner why, why does he play this why does he want to be a vigilante uh, uh why is he batman or Raphael? <laughs> that's an excellent question that's something we will cover later okay. um and it's a little unclear ronald's role in mcdonald land is is pretty nebulous we don't really see exactly how he fits in the society okay. but we do know that he has a lot of power okay so we'll touch on that when we get to ronald but yeah so uh so Grimace uh, reads the letter and, and he just, you know, he lights up and he quickly jumps up and runs off to get ready for the beauty contest, which gives Ronald the opportunity to collect all the drinks and return them back to McDonald's. So he gets uh, he gets them all back and takes all the shakes and the, and the soda back to McDonald's, <laughs> saves the day. Can we think about that image for a second? Yeah. Because they're probably all like slurped a little bit, a little bit yeah. of Grimace backwash. It's got purple junk in it. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of the barf. There's a little Grimace uh, then, hair yeah, on melted, the edge. Yeah. yeah. Grimace hair and like and melted. <laughs> shake <laughs> still good though I, I got it back everyone i'm the hero and it's just like, <laughs> We're just like oh. smush cops he's just covered in liquid <laughs> smush cops everywhere uh but over time, Grimace, uh, he learns to survive without stealing, you know, because as we know today, Grimace is part of the he's one of the he's one of the good guys. He's friends with Ronald. Um, so he eventually turns his life around, mostly just through interactions with Ronald. They, they kind of like form a bond, you know, and eventually Can I throw some more um, conjecture in there. Yeah. yeah, I think what probably happened is is uh, that beauty contest wasn't a hoax. But it wasn't very popular. It was probably just something Ronald put together himself. Mm-hmm. But it was the appreciation that Grimace needed maybe, to turn sides. Maybe that was the moment. It was a, it was enough for Grimace to think more of himself. You're better than this. Uh, so he was able to. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah, turn that Grimace into a smileless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got an idea as well. I think after being exposed to more of what Grimace had to offer, they started kind of becoming respectful, not not, not rivals. I don't think Grimace was even aware enough to be a respectful rival. I think they were around enough that Ronald started taking a little bit of uh, a shine to him, and Grimace Mm -hmm. graduated from being a a thief into being kind of a snake oil salesman or some sort of like weird grifter or something. Like a con artist? Yeah, con artist, maybe just like, you know, like sleight of hand or something. He's pretty quick. Um, and uh, and then eventually, you know, they were just buddies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of true. Somehow over the span of a couple of years, they just kind of become close and and Grimace just kind of stopped. Ooh, I got another one. Uh, maybe the Hamburglar shows up and Ronald needs the mind of a criminal to get inside the mind oh, of a criminal. That's very good. All we do know, though, is that uh, Grimace really cleans his life up. You know, he loses a lot of weight. He He gets his kind of conical shape uh he drops two of his arms somehow um and him and ronald start hanging out it's a pretty uplifting story you know it's about not giving up on yourself when you think about it yeah um also side note uh grimace has an uncle 
that moved from Grimace Island to Ireland. His name is Uncle Lo Grimacy, and he's the man who brings the shamrock shakes to McDonald's on St. Patrick's Day. I like that he moved oh. there and then adopted the culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he green? Totally. Please tell me he's green. He is. He's green. Yeah, he's green. Real piece of shit. In our world, that cultural appropriation would not be acceptable. Yeah, that, would, that is not going to fly here. Yep, I agree. Unless, of course, it's Scrooge McDuck, which we all we all like that guy. Well, Scrooge McDuck is Scottish, though. Right? But then he moved to Ireland, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I know, actually, I don't know. Is that actually what it is? Yeah. So, then, so is Donald Duck also Scottish? By uh, He's a... I think uh, I think pr- I would assume that um, Scrooge is probably first generation immigrant, and then uh, oh. and then and then Donald was born well, here. I'm frankly just very embarrassed right now. So let's just go ahead and keep going. <laughs> we'll just keep. I'll edit that part out. Thank you. So Kevin, you brought up the Hamburglar. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about him. He's probably the most well known uh, criminal in McDonald Land, right? Definitely. Um, the Hamburglar, uh, he's a hamburger thief, and most likely he's he's some kind of ex-convict. Um, you know, we don't we don't know exactly how or or why he was arrested, um, but it's his clothes that let us know that he probably was arrested at some point because he's wearing those stripes, the black and white stripes. That's a those are prison stripes. Yeah, you know, that's the uniform of a, of a convict. So we know that he must have been arrested at some point, and he must have escaped because they don't let the convict just walk out of jail with those uniforms. Oh shit! So, he's Chucky's dad, guys. Chucky. He looks just he's, like you know Chucky. Chucky. He does look. Who's Chucky? He's Chucky's just dad. Just like Chucky. Chucky, the 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 haunted puppet. Yeah, Chucky's dad. Look, he's also a puppet, but very big and also a criminal. Oh, I was thinking, what's the Chucky from Rugrats? Oh, that no, Chucky that, Finster. No, come on. Lee, you There's leave no you leave Finster there. alone. Okay. <laughs> Some of us identify with he that guy. He looks identical. Okay? I think he's Chucky when he grew up. I think he's Chucky on a bad time. Maybe Chucky Finster is the same as Chucky. <laughs> the haunted doll. The haunted doll. <laughs> but maybe maybe Chucky Finster dies. Yeah. Chucky Cheese. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. It's all coming together. Yeah, you had to live off of hamburgers, rotten hamburgers for so long. You turned into a goddamn rat. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're derailing the story, Godger. Let's go back into it. Yeah. Let me get a little bit deeper. Because yeah. the hamburger wasn't always a criminal. Uh, when he first appears in the, in the early 1970s, he's not wearing that striped uniform. Um, he's wearing the hat. He's got like a, a big wide-rimmed... Um, hat. He's got a cape and he has a mask, like one of the like Zorro kind of eye masks, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's wearing that, but he's not wearing his black and white striped uniform. He's wearing a white uniform with the words Lone Jogger printed across it. What? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I, I knew about the cape and stuff. Lone Jogger. Lone Jogger. The first ad that we see him in, uh, Ronald and some of the other characters are all eating breakfast at, at McDonald's together, and he runs into the restaurant and picks up his food, and some kid just yells out, who's that? And Ronald says, oh, that? That's just the Lone Jogger. And he runs away. Man. So he's some kind of, he's just, he's just... He's just a, a man that likes to jog. He's out for his morning jog, and he picks up some McDonald's breakfast on the way. And it's also some kind of weird play on words with the Lone Ranger, right? Which is why he has, like, the eye mask and the cape and the hat. But a very weird combination of the two. There is some weird stuff going on here. I, I uh-huh. mean, I, okay, I, I'm trying to focus on the story. I, I, I Googled it to look at it, and some pictures are popping up, and it's, it's driving me wild right now. So I'm just going to say a bunch of things. I hope that's okay. Number one, there's a picture of him... With the jacket on, and he looks just, just like Chucky fucking Finster right now as a cartoon character. Is that true? Yes, I will send it to you just to prove it. Um, 
Also, uh, there's another picture of him. Oh, that's probably okay. That's probably from, the yeah, um, from the Wild Thornberrys. That's probably from the, the yeah. Uh, that's from the cartoon that was made by the same people that made right, Rugrats. That's what I, yeah. I was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's this de- is definitely that's Chucky Fincer. I mean, there's no kid. Uh, there's no there's no two ways about this. There's also another picture of him on this thing, and he's like, "What's the guy's name from the Mad Magazine?" Uh, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ. What the hell is wrong with you? How do you know that? So, how do you know so many things? I, I like knowing a lot. All right, of things. Lone Jogger. But when he was when he was a jogger, he has the Zorro stuff on still. He's still wearing the Zorro stuff. He's just also wearing a shirt that says Lone Jogger, and his he, everyone just knows him as the Lone Jogger, a man that likes I... to jog in the morning and pick up breakfast on the way. Okay. So okay. that's that's what he is in the beginning. Um, but at some point. Like Grimace, he he turns to a life of crime um, because the lone jogger disappears, and then suddenly there's a spree of hamburger thefts that start to occur, and the culprit is clearly the lone jogger, but he's no he's no longer wearing this lone jogger shirt. He's sporting a prison uniform, and they never address that connection. They just start calling him the Hamburglar. So we don't find out, you know, what happened. We don't know what drove him to that point, and this part is conjecture for sure. But something happened that took this just kind of suburban guy who liked to jog and, and pick up McDonald's into some kind of uh, like crazed hamburger obsessed, you know, criminal. Right. Um, and Did it you seems watch the office. Yeah. So, you know how uh, there's a whole thing about how Toby is also the Scranton Strangler. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's it. We were exposed to two different iterations of this, and you know, as the audience, we're we're, we're supposed to, to put that together, right? We that's see. I was, it. I was yeah. thinking that exact thing. This is like a blues. blues Don't take credit. Don't take credit for my thing. I just figured this out. Okay, <laughs> I cracked the code. I cracked the case that you and Ronald couldn't figure out. <laughs> no, I swears it. I'm I going, knew it beforehand. <laughs> <I'm go- laughs> uh, if you think about it, though, he's he's really just he's an addict, right? At some point, he developed. Some kind of hamburger oh. addiction, and like like in real life, addiction is a is an ugly beast, right? He probably lost his job and lost his home and lost everything because of his hamburger addiction. Um, so you think did you say him. lost his job or lost his jog? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're probably one of the same. He's a professional I hope jogger. He gets his groove mm-hmm. back. <laughs> um, I, maybe he's selling them secondhand, in and out. That could be true too. I think we do see him eat them. Joey, did you say in and out? Sell, he's selling them to Mac the night. Oh, man. That's something that I didn't get into because it doesn't really tie into McDonald Land, but I would love to learn more about Mac tonight. Mac tonight. Yeah, Mac tonight. Yeah, there must be some connection for sure. How else could you afford a, a grand piano? <laughs> and all those expensive clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's the hamburger. It's pretty dark, right? Yeah. Uh, I will say this. There is a distinction to be made that Grimace was outwardly a villain with forearms like Goro and that this guy started off as a jogger and had to resort to it to survive or something. It's true. It's kind of an so opposite. Grimace is really the bad guy. Grimace is the bad guy, you think? Yeah. How quick you were to throw the foreigner under the bus, Joey. Yeah, not not a good look, hey, Joey. I never said that. I never said anything about that. Um, I, I, and um, I feel like Grimace is probably more like Walter White and... Uh, the hamburger is Jesse. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I mean, I mean, because Grimace cleans up his act and he becomes a good guy. Does the hamburger never do that? Is he never on the same side? No, I mean it's weird because they do hang out. Like yeah. if they're going, if they're going ice skating, they invite the hamburger. But at some point, the hamburger also probably tries to steal a burger from him, and then they get mad at him. Maybe it's like Catwoman yeah. and Batman, where they're like pretty yeah. chummy. It's, 
it's a complex relationship for sure. Yeah. Or 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 uh, or um, uh, Bowser and Mario playing tennis together. Yeah. That's very. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe he dated Ronald. <laughs> and now there's just uh, kind of an un- uncomfortable tension there. Yeah. Yeah, there was a while though where they were very, very in love. Yeah, very physical. The Hamburglar does pop up again uh, in 2015. They uh, they have this reveal where the Hamburglar returns, and he has a whole new appearance. Uh, it's no longer like a puppet or a character, but it's a real man. I don't remember this ever happening, but uh, but you can find it online. He's a he's a hunk. What? The Hamburglar is a hunk. He's just a regular man, but he's like super handsome. No, uh-huh. what is happening? He's still wearing his prison stripes. What? He has the cape and the hat and the mask and the whole deal. But he's just a just a beautiful, gorgeous man. He's got like stubble and he's wearing designer clothes. Uh, so who the hell is that guy? Right? Is that the same? Is that the same? Like, is he the same criminal? Uh, or is he some different copycat criminal that's taken up the mantle of of hamburger? Is this real? Um, this is real. Yeah, I'm looking yep. at the pictures and it looks like a, a, a bad advertisement for like a, a costume where they say like you go to, you know just so you get in trouble they say oh hamburger thief they don't call it the hamburger. No, it's it's real. Yeah, it was very short lived and and there's not much about it, but they did have a reveal where the hamburger returned. Hot hamburger. <laughs> Hot, hot hamburger. Now, there's another criminal that plagues McDonald Land, and he's lesser known. I think he, he kind of fell off a little bit earlier in the timeline, but it's Captain Crook. Do you guys remember the pirate? Um, I only know about him because I bought some um, novelty glasses at a thrift shop about a year ago, and I never <laughs> knew that guy existed, but he's on one of them. Yeah, I don't remember him from my childhood either. So I think he was probably pre, you know, like maybe 1985 and earlier, but there's Captain Crook. He was a, he was a pirate. Um, and whereas, so, you know, talking about the Hamburglar, it seems like he's just kind of an unpredictable junkie, right? He doesn't seem like really a cool, calculated criminal. Captain Crook is, uh, and he's way more, he's way more aggressive and way more violent. Uh, we see him in multiple ads throughout the 70s where he's using weapons, like he has a cannon, he has like a swashbuckling sword, and he threatens Ronald and children uh, out of their food, you know, he like usually it's filet of fish. That's kind of his thing because he's he's a salty sea dog, right? But <laughs> there's also ones where he threatens Ronald with a with a cannon, saying if he doesn't doesn't give him his uh, his apple pies, he's gonna he's gonna shoot him with a cannon, which is pretty. He's he's like a violent criminal, right? You know, he's not just opportunistically taking things. He's a uh, he's like full on mugging people. Mm. And finally, there's. Uh, you know, we're talking about crime in McDonald Land. There's one other thing I want to talk about, and it's the Fry Kids. Do you guys know the Fry Kids? Yes, no. because I'm not sure if they're Fry Guys or Fry Kids, or there's fry, a separation. Uh-huh. They have different names over time, and, I, okay. and I'm reluctant to call them criminals because they're they're not really. They're more just kind of just wild animals, really, more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Fry Kids are like what a they were known. Thornberry, yeah, <laughs> they're kind of like a wild Thornberry. <laughs> Um, so if you know them from, you know, the early 2000s, you know them as Fry Kids. If you were, if you were into your McDonald's lore in like the 90s, they were called the Fry, the Fry Guys. And Mm in the 80s and the 70s, they were known as the Goblins, Mm -hmm. um, putting extra emphasis on like gobble. So they're like the Goblins Mm -hmm. because what they do is they, they just appear and they gobble up all your fries. Um, but over time, the people know them as different things. So originally, they just think of them as these like weird little goblin creatures. They just look like a big mop of fur, yeah. right? A bunch of hair. And they have two spindly legs that come down and, and two big uh, eyes that kind of emerge from under their, their little hairy circular body. And their whole thing is that they just kind of just – 
you know, apparently just on natural instinct, whenever somebody says McDonald's French fries, they just sense it and they chase those people down to try to like instantly just mm. gobble up their fries. Um, and so I kind of see them as, as maybe more of just a, just an animal, right? They're just like a raccoon or something With that's sneakers. looking to, you know, to think of fries. And they speak. They do speak. And that's the one thing I was going to bring up that maybe I'm selling them short because they do speak. So maybe they're more cognizant of what they're doing that I'm giving them credit for. Um, but they never really like – they never really play into the crime, the law and order aspect of it. Nobody's ever really trying to stop the fry kids. Um, usually actually by the end of the commercial, Ronald just takes the fry kids to McDonald's and gives them gives them food. So it does kind of – I don't know how they fit in that. They're trying to get They're trying to get the fries but it never seems as malicious as it does with like Captain Crook and the hamburglers. So I think we could think of them as like maybe just kind of, you know, rascally kids or maybe maybe animals of some of some kind. The name Goblins is really good though, huh? Yeah, I like that a lot. They should have stuck with that. They had to change from the Fry Guys to the Fry Kids because they realized that some of them were girls. So Fry Guys was no longer appropriate. Oh, yeah, they got pigtails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's it for the criminals. So when we talk about, you know, the the seedy underbelly of McDonald Land, we have Grimace who eventually reforms. We have um the Hamburglar, who is fully committed to his life of crime. Uh, the addict, yeah. yeah. Captain Crook, who kind of falls off and disappears, maybe sails away back to uh, his, his island somewhere. And then the and then the Fry Kids, right? Mm-hmm. And with that, let's switch gears and talk about the other side of McDonald Land, uh, which is like the government, you know, the law and order that rules the land. Uh, we're going to start with the lawman, who is uh, Officer Big Mac. And Officer Big Mac is the chief of police of McDonald Land. Um, you'll know him because he's wearing like a, a, a policeman's uniform. He's wearing kind of a British body uniform. He's got a policeman's cap on. Uh, and his main job is to put a stop to the crime that really appears to be pretty rampant in McDonald Land. He's not very good at it. He's not very good at it. You know, his, his main job is he's trying to stop two criminals, right? The Hamburglar and Captain Crook never catches either of them. So a pretty incompetent lawman. He does have a lot of. Uh, uh, you can you can see on his uniform that he's got a lot of. Um, uh, what do you call it? Clout, I guess. He's so got a lot of stars, got, and well, yeah, stripes, well, and stuff. I mean, normally, like if you're in like the military, you get you know badges and patches and stuff. But this guy's got two all beef patties, uh, pickles, <laughs> lettuce, onions, and cheese on a sesame seed bun. You know, so yeah, you got to earn that. They don't just give you that because because the mayor only had he's a single patty. Yeah, and we'll talk about him just in just a minute. One of the most important aspects of Officer Big Mac, though, is what kind of creature he is. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Joey, you just mentioned, uh, it, his body in in all respects is a total, just normal human body. Right? He has two arms, really two legs. hot. It's a it's a hot, sexy <laughs> human body. Uh, his head, however, where his his human head should be, is just a giant hamburger. Right. Right. Um, and his giant hamburger has facial features. He has eyes and eyebrows. Uh, he has a nose that protrudes straight out of his upper bun, and he can talk by moving his his bun and his meat. The space between his bun and his meat, he can speak through manipulating that gap. Mm. Um, and there's only one other person that we see that is the same species as Officer Big Mac, and that is Mayor McCheese. Right? You just mentioned the mayor, Joey. That's Mayor McCheese, who also is the same species, the same race as as Officer Big Mac. Um, maybe some kind of different variation because he only has one meat patty instead of two, but they're both human bodies, giant hamburger heads. Right? I never, I didn't even notice that honestly. That they were the only two. I just never. I just figured, you know, they were just people. I didn't. 
It's hard for me to see that kind of thing. <laughs> Are you just trying to make up for hating on the uh, the immigrant earlier? Who? <laughs> oh, Ronald McDonald? I didn't realize. Where's he, where's he from? <laughs> he was born and raised in McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only two uh, burger boys? Mm-hmm. They're the only two burger boys that we ever see. As you think about it, the mayor is clearly the best burger boy. Uh-huh. And then the police officer is just like, that sounds like a pretty prestigious position, yeah. but it's really just the second spot. Yep. Maybe there's a burger island. Uh, I mean, if there is, we're never shown a burger island, um, but we are shown something that's kind of disturbing. And we'll touch on that oh, in just no. a minute. But let's talk about Mayor McCheese a little bit more. Um, he's clearly rich, right? Uh, being mayor must be pretty lucrative because he wears fancy gentleman clothes. He's got a top hat and spats and a corsage on his lapel. Um, so being mayor must be a pretty sweet position. It's kind of a Willy Wonka getup, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little Wonka-esque. Um, and we also see that uh, that mayor is an elected position in McDonald Land, so he must be voted in because we see his campaign for re-election. There's only one video that we see of Mayor McCheese campaigning to be mayor, uh, but it's pretty interesting because what we see is um, there's a big rally and, and Mayor McCheese is up at the podium um, and who's standing next to him but Ronald McDonald. So he's he's – some kind of we don't know exactly what the capacity is here, but it seems like Ronald is maybe a like a campaign advisor of, of some kind. Because during a speech, Ronald is whispering into Mayor McCheese's ear, feeding him lines. Like Mayor McCheese starts out by saying, uh, "What what this place needs is more." Uh, and he kind of like stammers and trails off. And then Ronald whispers in his ear, and Mayor McCheese continues and says, "Cheeseburgers, McRibs. we need more. We need more cheeseburgers." And everyone cheers. And that's kind of his main platform, uh, which seems like a pretty popular platform with McDonald Land because he's the only mayor that's ever been elected for like fifty years running. Um, but during that during that speech, Mayor McCheese also goes on to promise something ridiculous. He offers uh, to put a cheeseburger in every glove compartment in every car in McDonald Land. <laughs> and as he's saying it, Ronald jumps in front and says, "No, no, no!" He's quick to interrupt him and, and deny that claim because he knows it's an unreasonable claim. So it definitely gives the sense that Mayor McCheese is is incompetent in some way, right? He's yeah, some kind of like Jesus. he's just kind of a puppet. You know, and, and the yeah. real man in charge, the guy who's who's really pulling the strings here, uh, it's Ronald, right? Now, why doesn't Ronald want that position? That's a very good question. You know, Ronald's position in all this is really ambiguous. Uh, he doesn't hold any official position in McDonald Land, uh, but he does. Being in the he, people's eye can be restrictive sometimes. That's exactly what I think it is. You know, he doesn't want to be in that position of power officially because he has all the power he wants behind the scenes. He has a ton of influence. We've already talked about his vigilante uh-huh. actions. Yeah. So, you know, we see. He's into money laundering. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you back up that claim? Can you back up that wild accusation, Mr. Lang? Because um, he is trying to get these restaurants and the city under his under his fingers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very smart. <laughs> No, I feel like if he's controlling everybody and he doesn't actually want to be the guy that's actually out in the, in the public eye, just so he can, like, find a way to... Oh! Because... Okay, so... Okay. Uh, okay. Hamburglar's an addict. Uh-huh. There's got to be something in that beef for that cheese. Okay? <laughs> and um, whatever's going on, I think these restaurants are a way for him to 
hide whatever sketchy stuff he's doing, and he's and he's using Mary Cheese as a pawn so he can hide. Yeah, but I think the only flaw in that concept is that Hamburger is the only addict, right? There's nobody else in McDonald Land that is that um, that feral. You know, except for everybody else who cheers when he says cheeseburgers. That's a good point. And the fry kids and fry guys. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. And we touched on this before. You know, we see him foiling the crimes of, of Hamburglar and Captain Crook. He seems very reluctant to get the law involved. Right. He never goes to Officer Big Mac. He always just figures out a way to to stop the thieves on his own. It's a little suspicious. He seems like he prefers to work outside the law. Right. So, yeah, that's a that's a good a good observation. Mm. So, yeah, we don't really know what, what you know what his role is, but he does seem like he's the one calling the shots. He's the one with the real power. He apparently is the one that really is the driving force that keeps McDonald Land running. It's not the mayor, um, and it's not it's not the police. Right? What's interesting though, when we're talking about Mayor McCheese and Officer Big Mac, they're the only two you know man hamburger hybrids right they're the only two of that species that we see they're also the only two that are in official positions of power right which seems very questionable and i think kevin you were touching on this a little bit so one is the mayor and the other one is the chief of police executive right are they are an executive yeah like are they related is there some kind of weird like nepotism going on here um where are all the rest of that species uh, and how does Ronald kind of factor in? Why isn't Ronald in an official capacity of power, right? So there's something definitely suspicious in that. It seems like just just rife with corruption or or something just, you know, something just doesn't seem on the up and up, right? It's probably a Supreme Court joke in there somewhere. Sandwich Supreme Court? I don't is know. That, is a sandwich Supreme anything, though? I don't know. <laughs> there's got to be Supreme something at McDonald's. I would imagine, yeah. Um. And from there, let's move on to the economy, which doesn't seem like it'll be a really fascinating thing, but it's it's interesting and it kind of ties into that narrative a little bit. Um, McDonald Land is shown to be pretty explicitly agrarian. There's no big industry, really, but it seems like pretty much all agricultural farmland, rural areas, um, a lot of natural sources of food that grows in the wild. They go out in the forest and they find natural patches of, of food. Um, so it's a pretty agrarian society. It's implied that the main source of economy for McDonald Land is cultivated and reaped from these natural sources. You know, it seems like their main uh, source of income, their main uh, um, export is is food, right? The place where that food comes from um, are the following. There's French fry thatches, which are big bushy plants that sprout French fries. Uh, this is also where you'll typically find the goblins of the fry kids. They're like grazing on the wild fries, right? There's shake volcanoes, which are just big, violent volcanoes. It's where the shakes, uh, where the material for the shake originally comes from. Big shake goo that's born deep within the earth that erupts out in these violent explosions. And also we see that there's trains with giant cups on them to haul away the shake material. Uh, there's apple pie trees, which are sentient trees with faces that are capable of talking and clearly capable of like complex thought. And they grow the apple pies on their branches. And then most importantly, there's the hamburger patches, which are these crops of tall, leafy plant stalks that sprout a sentient little hamburger at the top oh my and each God. of these hamburgers has eyes and a mouth 
They talk through the, the, the gap between their bun and their meat patty, and they're very clearly conscious and very clearly aware of their surroundings. That's super messed That's up. terrifying. Uh-huh. We harvest that? Yeah. So we, we never see them being harvested, but it's implied that that's the source of McDonald's hamburgers. They talk about this is the hamburger patch. But also it calls into question if those are baby hamburgers and they're sentient, they have eyes, they can talk, is there a connection between that and Officer Big Mac and Mayor McCheese. Yeah, dude. It's This is a Soylent Green all over again. Soylent, Soylent Beef. Soylent Beef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and they don't want anyone else to get into power, so they're just having everybody eat the rest. That's what I think, too. So there's only two that have survived to maturity, and the rest get harvested and eaten. Man. And the only two that, that survived to maturity are the two that are in the positions of power that could keep that happening. Yeah, I mean, that could be the official, the official decree of the mayor that all these hamburgers have to be harvested and served as food by Ronald in McDonald's restaurants. And if anybody tries to question that or if anybody starts digging too deep, then Officer Big Mac is gonna is gonna come down on him. Can I tell you guys something about my childhood? Mm-hmm. Uh, so two things. Number one, when I was a kid, I bit into a chicken nugget and I got a gross <laughs> vein. Yeah. Like a, I don't know. It was like a chewy vein with blood in it. Yeah. And I and I and for literally for probably twelve to fifteen years, I didn't eat another chicken nugget. Yeah. Likewise. I took a bite of a, of a cheeseburger once, and it screamed at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that might be connected. So those are some uh, pretty deep questions, right? Yeah. And, and again, like I'm saying, there's some conjecture here. But really, the only thing that we're, like, inventing at this point is that the hamburger patch hamburgers are babies that might grow into the adult hamburger people that we see. And the only other conjecture that we had really is that uh, is that the hamburger turned to a life of crime from addiction. But pretty much everything else is like explicitly shown in canon McDonald's marketing materials. Right. That's pretty that's pretty fascinating, I think. And that's all I got. There's no there's no answers. There's no solution here. If we can dig deeper, I think maybe there's some uh, some information we might glean from that, which is why I propose that starting from this episode, we change the focus of the podcast, and instead of Story Hole, we make a more kind of serial-style podcast that's specifically a deep dive into McDonald's lore, and we try to get to the bottom of this mystery. Are you guys in? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. All right, so starting starting from now on, next week, tune in for, um, for McDonald Hole. McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> don't hear from us the iron grip of officer big mac got us <laughs>